I'm Valerie Watt, and you're listening to The Growing Us Project. In episode three with Chris and I, you're going to hear about us getting engaged and a little bit about our wedding day. And it's an interesting story. There's all about the lead up to the engagement, uh, my waiting, the anticipation, um, and frustration. And then finally, the grand gesture of Chris asking me, will you marry me? Welcome back. Hi there. To the S Project, my darling. My Hello, beloved. Sweetheart. Hello, darling. Um, thought we'd pick up where we left off, you know, when we were living together. And uh, I want to talk about when we got engaged. Hmm. So I think where we left off was I was talking about sitting around that blue table and feeling like I needed to make a decision <clears throat> because you weren't making a decision. That you were reluctant to make a decision. I felt you being ambivalent or coy or... You were going to propose to me. How come women don't propose to me? I, I, I think I did Where say... Did I, I, I think I said to you, you let's get married. You asked me to marry you? Yeah, I did. And did you? You were looking at a book or something like I that. Did. <laughs> I don't... Okay. I must have... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I would I had have, wax in my ears. You probably right. you did. Exactly. I was... My attention was elsewhere. Okay. So you, you, you tell the story and I'll interrupt. <laughs> we had a family Christmas trip down with to your Mexico family. with my family. So uh, my parents and my siblings, and we all went uh, and met at the Toronto airport and uh, piled onto a, a plane. Now, um, standing in that lineup, if you tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, so you and Val, any chance that... Um, uh, you might propose on this holiday. I would have said 100% no. No. And why would you have said 100% no? I just asked you, I have to, I have to I interject right still, now. Well, you weren't utterly, utterly convinced? Yeah, no, it was It was funny. Well, it was, no, I, I, I knew I loved you. There was no one else. Were you waiting for me to join the circus? I don't know what I was waiting for. Maybe for you to learn how to juggle four balls or something What like were you that. waiting for for you to do? Right. You know, um, I think in part there's kind of this, for me anyway, there was a ripening process. This whole idea about, I think part of it was how I conceptualized marriage, which was, given my upbringing, it was a one-way turnstile. You went through that turnstile and you didn't go back and it really was... A lifelong thing. It wasn't that we'll give it a best shot, we'll see if it works out, or anything. It was like, no, you are making this commitment, and what it was for better or worse, in sickness and health, until death do us part. And I really took that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, for me, it was a huge decision. The you know the biggest decisions in life are the ones that are. Um, truly irreversible or you think of as irreversible and I thought of that one as irreversible mm-hmm. I, I don't know maybe I'm not so sure that everybody does mm-hmm. and you know with a 50% or whatever it is divorce Less. rate 40% 47 42.9 that clearly it's it's not a it's not a one way uh, it's not a one way trip so but it was for me and that was intimidating because right. I had never made an irreversible decision in my life. 
And mm. that I regarded as the first irreversible decision in my life. The second one is the decision to have kids. Mm -hmm. You know, that's an irreversible decision. That was a much easier decision for some reason. But mm -hmm. but this first irreversible decision... Well, because you weren't actually physically having those children. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I, I did everything I could think of to help. <laughs> so... Um, that was my first irreversible decision. And maybe those decisions get easier with practice. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so we went down to Mexico. We had a wonderful trip. Christmas, lots of good memories. It was actually the week before Christmas, I think. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in that trip, I came down with, uh, I got really sick. Mm -hmm. And had a super high fever. I remember shivering in bed, feeling this bone-deep chill with six blankets and you lying on top of me trying to get warm, and, and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you were so present, and, um, and, uh, and you hate this part of the story. I hate the, I've hated the way you're not, not filling in so the story. So I'm going to tell the story tell the, the way, way I tell it. And then we're going to... And then you can tell me what you hate about it. And then I can... Then you, Cause I think it's, yes. I think yeah. it's a nice story. Go for but, it. Um, and uh, I... That was what I proposed to you. <laughs> I hate this story. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because I had... Because you had to be you deathly had, that ill. I had to be... Bone chilled. Deathly to bone chilled ill. To ask three me. quarters out of my mind. But I wasn't <laughs> delirious oh my in a feverish delirium to say, "Will you marry me?" But it was so clear, and I think I had to take my—I um, had think—I think I had to take my hyper-rational Excel spreadsheet mind offline to let my heart emerge. Mm -hmm. I and like I that story. Think that having my brain offline my overthinking over planning over analyzing brain when it went offline mm -hmm. then this other piece of clarity just emerged mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it was easy then it was stunningly obvious yeah to me yeah and uh i can't remember what your answer was uh it was a maybe okay no it was a yes i actually said to you are you are you are you for real? Mm -hmm. I mean, because you did. Part of me was like, <laughs> you laughed at me. I did, and I was like, I can't believe he's asking me now. I mean, all the ways that I was imagining. You know what? I now realize the, why I was so trepidatious about it because I didn't think you'd take me seriously. I thought you'd just laugh at me. <laughs> That's so not true. That's exactly what happened. I was imagining beautiful sunset on the beach, you down on one knee, Ooh. and uh, and. Uh, Saying I was down that, on both hands and you were legs. not me smothering you with my heat heat of my body too and not in a passionate way so we can't even tell that story and right. not that our kids would want to hear that but I was truly just trying to give you some body heat uh to yeah. warm your you up from this uh illness that you had and then did we go after, down to the beach right after that did some of well, my fever break I don't know. I don't know what happened. You just started to feel better, and because we went, then we did down go to the and beach, we, and you and bought I, me a ring. I bought you a ring. Yeah, this is the, the for this, about a buck fifty. I think. I think. And you, I think I and my family was watching, and they didn't realize what had yeah. just happened that I just yeah. proposed to you, and that I was buying you a ring, and so they were 
shouting out. They were saying, you know, uh, uh, pay less, pay less, <laughs> being good Scots. You know, they were disappointed that I didn't uh, you just dicker didn't. harder. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then it was, yeah, it was a bit surreal. I had to say, I think, I think after that, I felt like you know this thing that I was imagining, and I, maybe because of the way it all had happened, and um, well, the surreal part for me was when we actually went shopping for the real ring. <laughs> <laughs> that got really surreal. <laughs> So we fly back to Vancouver. <laughs> so we fly back. Land in Vancouver. Yes. Massive blizzard. Yes. We had a long stopover between two flights. We go in to watch Cyrano de Bergerac. Yes. And take a cab into downtown Vancouver. Because we had, you know, a three-hour movie. We had so much time to kill. Yeah. We come out of the movie theater. There's suddenly three feet of fresh snow on the ground. Yeah. The airport's been closed. There's no way to get up. Yeah. There. So... We took a long, slow dog sled over to a friend's place mm-hmm. in West Vancouver, and we camped out over there overnight. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, we went ring shopping. Because we were in Vancouver, and we had nothing better to do. Yeah, well, I would have gone skiing. <laughs> I thought that seemed like a good idea to me. But oh. you had other plans. Yes. So So then we, I really wanted to seal the deal. I think we snowshoed down to... The mall. The mall. Yeah. I went to... Swedish Jewelers. Swedish Jewelers. Are we allowed to name store names? On I this? don't think it exists anymore. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And anyways, you know, like that's a long time ago. So I thought, well, this will be a nice way to kill a couple of hours for Val. She can get a sense of what kind of ring she might like one day. <laughs> And uh, within, and in my usual way of shopping, within probably 20 minutes. Seven minutes. Seven, I found what I liked and it was a done deal. Yeah. I, you know what I loved? Surreal. I actually, what I remember about that is I loved you saying to me, are you sure? Because you're going to be wearing that for a long, long time. <laughs> and that was a lovely, it was a lovely thing to hear that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah, this is, this is so, we are, we are now in this next stage of us. It's so interesting what what the mind retains and remembers over time because I certainly, I can picture it right now. Yeah. Being there in that store and, yeah. and seeing you and your reaction and all the rest of it. And Yeah. Yeah. And then and, you seeing you and, and I was your, gobsmacked. Your, yeah. I thought, wow. That, in a funny way, is when it felt like the deal was sealed. Yeah. Yeah, like like we had just now we we were really on the path because I last. checked actually their return policy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God, you're too funny about this. I still have the ring and love the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get rid of the ring. Mm-hmm. I didn't get rid of the ring or the guy. Right. Um, yeah. So that was an interesting time, and then coming back and then planning because we I mean we got married nine months later, mm-hmm. and so we weren't we didn't get married where we were living, we got married back in your hometown and all these different configurations of planning. And it's an interesting thing when I think about all the preparation, because I know that there is such a hype and it's uh, having talked to, having conversations with other couples about their own wedding preparation, that there's this real wedding machine. And that's not something that I remember experiencing in planning our wedding. it was more the obligation stuff of of who was coming and what that looked like. And I remember this is this is I remember us having a big conversation about this. 
I was, because I was planning our wedding. <clears throat> and you said to me, it's like, you're focused on the day and I'm focused on our marriage, mm -hmm. which wasn't actually really a fair statement to make because it wasn't that I wasn't thinking that it was going to be. But there be, was this event that had to be planned. Yeah. And, and I actually, you know, it was huge, mm -hmm. really, when you think back to what I did do. Put and it was complicated by the fact that you were trying to plan it from 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Yeah. In a town that you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. With people that you didn't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty great right now is what you're going to say. Pretty great. <laughs> you're really glad you married me. I'm really glad I married yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I want to I wanna just lead up to our, our, our wedding day because this has like been our sort of the long three part of our origin story of how we got together. But let's talk about our wedding day. Let's talk about the lead up to our wedding day. Um, your sparks fire. <laughs> it was tough. It was really tough. It was tough. Yeah. I think we both at one time or another wanted to flee. Absolutely. I think that was when yeah. the doubt curve started to spike upwards yeah. for both of us at times. We were What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, think let I mean, now reflecting back. What do you, I when I think about it, I mean, we've talked about this lots. I truly was going to get on a plane and leave the mm. day before our wedding. Mm. I was going to pick up, you know, Fiona going into Toronto. And I thought, I'm just going to, I'm going to use, I don't know how much money, how much limit on my credit card. <laughs> I'm just going to get out of town. I might have lent it to you. You might have lent it to me. I don't know. Like, I just thought, where can I go? And what would happen? I started to live out that whole imagining. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, I didn't get on the plane because there's this other pull back, and we've talked about this too over the years, is that I just felt like my heart would break mm -hmm. if I left, mm -hmm. even with all the other shit that was going on, mm -hmm. you know. But it's interesting about it because you had similar feelings. Mm -hmm. Well, I I have noticed that anytime we have. I think this is probably true for most people that every decision is a chance for an argument or a difference. And when you're putting on a wedding, there's a lot of decisions. Now, you were planning the vast, vast, vast majority of it. But um, nevertheless, there were some decisions that we had to make together. Yeah, and that was part of it. Yeah, it wasn't that. Actually, you know what? I, I, I got to tell you it wasn't because I made... The, the you were like yeah that you works. weren't even telling me the decision. I wasn't telling you that it, okay. there was so no I, there was so much that that well, what wasn't. was it like for you what was going on for um, you I think the family stuff and I think that that's another big discussion like not yeah. right now but I I want to come back to because I think it's a really I think it resonates for everybody about how family expectations values beliefs all of it infiltrate this. You, you, our beginning, our marriage, what we were trying to create or starting to create. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just it was still in there. It was still pushing its way into something we were trying to hold on to. And, um, right. That's, that's and, what and I... <clears throat> you know, we don't just marry a person, but we marry a family. And so there needs to be this sense of acceptance and you were struggling to... Yeah, no, 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 no. I okay. I listen. Yeah, we marry a family. No, it's it wasn't about that. 
And I like how you say it was me. Is because you, you haven't even talked about your doubt here. So mm-hmm. let's go back to you about your doubt. Okay. Well, yeah, we, were, yeah. you, we were talking about yours, but no, um, no, I'll come back to me. But let's go back. To, I'm putting you on the hot spot. You know, I always feel at a bit of a loss because it's it's, I'm, and I feel like I'm copping out. But I truly, I know that I felt doubt on. <laughs> I remember this. I remember, and I've told this story before, but standing outside the church. Uh, which was in this beautiful rural community, church, old church, high on a hill, um, and uh, beautiful sunny fall day. Everything is in harvest, looking out over the fields of the farms. And I I was standing there alone, and I started to almost have a panic attack. Hmm. And I remember at one moment thinking I could run through this field I could jump over that fence and just keep running (laughs) sorry because everyone else is inside and no one would find me hey you're just missing the part leading up to this you were in the hospital thinking you had an appendicitis the night before like I can't believe you just missed that glossed over that went straight to the to the church well it's funny, I totally forgot about that. Okay, yeah. so I'm uh, I'm at work and I am seeing patients mm-hmm. and suddenly I develop this weird belly pain and it's, uh, and I got, and I take my temperature and I've got a slight temperature and then the pain starts to localize down to my right lower quadrant at the bottom of my tummy. And I start to press there in between patients, and it's tender. And I started to think, boy, if this was a patient, I would probably think they had an appendicitis. I'd probably send them to emerge. And it just kept getting worse. And so finally, I went and talked to my boss, and I said, "Um, this is going to sound crazy, but I think I've got appendicitis. Now, this was about three or four days before the wedding, and tensions had been amping up and for both of us. So I hoofed it down to, drove myself down to uh, the hospital and um, was admitted. The doctor agreed, yeah, I think this is appendicitis. And he ordered the blood work. And while we were waiting for the blood test results, I kept poking my tummy and it gradually got better. So I signed myself out before I even got the blood tests because I said, well, this can't be appendicitis. It's mm. it's now completely better. And then I found out a few hours later, they said, hey, where did you go? Your blood work's all screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a high white count and all the signs of the test pointed to uh, appendicitis. But I said, I feel perfectly fine now. But I think that was stress-related or psychosomatic. I don't yeah. know what it was, but anyway. Yeah. So, okay, what would you... Because that doesn't... I, what, I, I don't usually... What advice would you give to couples? Like, I mean, here we had this experience. I don't think that... I mean, I think that there's a lot of stress, you know, when... The other thing get, I'll say about that story yeah. is I remember lying on the stretcher and thinking, okay, I'm going to have surgery. The wedding is four days away. So... I think it was, I think it was they, closer than that. Three days <laughs> away. So um, they just load me up on painkillers. And then an hour <laughs> before the wedding, I'll get a buddy to shoot some local anesthetic into the scar so I can walk down the aisle without 
wincing. And I literally was thinking step by step about how do we, how am I going to make this work? And then the pain went away. Yeah. Anyway. What I was going to say is that what, so weird. I forgot that. Story. I know, I know. And then and the fact that you thought about the running at the at the church. Yeah. Um. What do you? What would you tell couples about that? Because like I I think that there's, you know, yes, there's nerves and stuff like that. But you know, you know, you see people. I don't know. Maybe I. I th- do you think I, other? Do you think <clears throat> that for other people there's no there's no fear? No, I I think there is fear. I do think there's fear. But how to manage that and name it for what it is? Because I, like, I felt really bad about wanting to get on a plane and fleeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt a lot of guilt about that. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember to- talking to you about. It. I didn't talk to you about it for a long time. I I don't think you really told me the story about wanting to flee from the church. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't something we said after we got married and exchanged our vows. You know, I, it was really funny. Just to, before we started, I was going to run away. <laughs> you know, I I still think we talked about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't even think that came up in our first year of big fights. Like, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I flew that, flung that one out at you. Mm-hmm. I was going to leave you before I was going to get married to you. You know, there was none of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I guess the thing is, I'm thinking how. You know, yeah, couples all have fear, like fear at different stages of this beginning of relationship. And I wonder how to be, maybe it's just about aware about it or conscious about it or like to, to, to get underneath what it what, what it's really about, you know? Like to talk, to have that conversation with one another. That's, I guess, the part that I'm saying. It's like to speak to that fear as a couple. Did we do that? <clears throat> No, we didn't do that. I don't. We didn't have the skill to do that. What's wrong with a little bit of fear? No, nothing's wrong with a little bit of fear. I'm just saying, if it's that kind of fear that's that just settles in and creates doubt, um, and that hang that doubt hangs out for a, a long time in right. a relationship, then there's a problem. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Right. You know, like I'm feeling like you know in that moment to say yeah i i i uh, can we have a conversation I, I think really what i needed i know what i looking back because i know what i i've experienced in our relationship is probably i needed some connection with you mm-hmm. to be reassured that yeah you know what this is about us we're good mm-hmm. but there's so much other noise around us yeah you know yeah yeah weddings can be tough yeah pulled in a lot of directions mm-hmm and how ironic that this event that is all about bringing a couple together <laughs> a couple together exactly is so fraught with opportunities to be torn apart yeah and have this you know people you know brides grooms you know tension when really uh yeah i i guess i'm thinking about that and i would love to be able to impart some wisdom for couples that are well, good luck with that. <laughs> I, you know, I can use a little support here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if anything comes to mind. Oh my! I, you know what? That's actually I unfair. think the thing That's I would unfair say, to say that because it is about talking. I think about we it. are. Well, <clears throat> the one thing that I would want people to take from this is that um, uh, it's it's a time of high emotion, and it's it's. Uh, I think it's normal to feel a lot of what we've just been talking about, and maybe they don't. Maybe they just stride confidently in because they're so sure of things. But I don't think that's a lot of people. 
but it's this I think I'd feel more concerned about the ones confidently assured all that because I don't think that they'd be really but they're oh, sleepwalking they're sleepwalking into yeah a marriage in, yeah I, I, exactly and I think to me if you're doing something that's full of risk and uncertainty mm-hmm. and getting married is full of risk and uncertainty yeah and you're not feeling some anxiety you might not be paying attention and yeah. you might not be awake mm-hmm. and you might not be asking yourselves the hard questions that will help you prepare for the challenges that are inevitably going to lie ahead yeah you know when I felt uh I felt like really that it was good that 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 maybe that anxiety the the f- wanting to flee all that when we walked down the aisle together because we walked down the aisle together and we were exchanging our vows it was then that I knew that that was us that we had we were we were then now creating this third yeah, thing our yeah, marriage me too and it uh and it was reassuring because it was like then everything was quiet mm-hmm. you know it was mm-hmm. it, i was just i was hearing us mm-hmm. um yeah 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 that was that was lovely yeah that was a long time ago mm-hmm. yeah you haven't changed a bit <laughs> my producer, editor, and musician behind the original music for the Growing Us project. And many thanks to Emma. She's my social media guru. Thank you for listening to the Growing Us project. I'm Valerie Watt.